true. It is the truth. And uh, it's really good to see you all, you know, hang, hang on to that and have that. And, and I'm going to tell you, if I lived here, I know where I'd go. Yeah, it's the truth. And, and another thing, another thing, uh, there is a residing presence, a residing anointing in, in, this, in this church, in this group of believers. It's here. Uh, it's not you have to look for to find it. It's here. I'm sitting there just going, man, this place is just carrying on the call of God, the anointing of God, the ability of God. And it's kind of like, look and see what the Lord has done. Look and see what God has done. And so we're celebrating, you know, thank God faithfulness to ministry and those things. And, you know, I just, man, I'm, I'm grateful to you and for you. You know, I, I thank God for Ginger. Uh, you know, I, I just love her, her flow in ministry and prayer and her ability in the Spirit of God. And then, you know, I'm not, I look at Kevin and his wife and I see all, you know, just serving God, moving forward with God. And, uh, you know, Ashley, just, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. And, you know, to you, this missionary is over into uh, Cambodia. And, uh, you know, uh, honored that, you know, you're here. My, I just, I love missionaries, man. I, I want you to know they're way up here on my totem pole. And uh, I, I love that. And for you that seen here for years and years and years. You know, thank you for staying faithful. Thank you for staying with God when things were saying, is this really worth it? And don't y'all look at me like, like that, like you've never had that thought. I've had it quite a few times. And it just comes back to, you know, Lord, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, Lord, I don't know where any, anywhere else to go. I don't know anything else to do. I mean, you're the only one I know to follow. And if I can't follow you, we just might as well give it up now and just go give it up. You give up the ghost. Let's go. Why hang around here? Are you all with me? You know, it's kind of like you take a fish out of water and you just flop around trying to breathe. Well, you take a Christian out of the will of God and you're flopping around trying to breathe. And so, you know, the will of God becomes a very important thing to a believer. You know, as, as things were going on, and I just, you know, this morning, man, I, I mean, I prayed, I got ready, and I'm like, man, ain't nothing locking in, God, ain't nothing locking in. Well, I mean, come on, let, Lord, come on, if nothing's, come on, come on. <laughs> you know, I need something here. I mean, all this going on and stuff, and, uh, and, I, and, and I do have something, and it's simple. So it's not going to be some long, major sermon, that's the first miracle. And then the other is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a simple thought that I'm like, and God dropped, and I went, okay, well, that's good. We, there we go. Now we got it, God, so here we go and move forward. Now, I got some thoughts with you. Uh, I was under a minister, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagin, I don't know if you know him or not, was in ministry 60, 65 years. And I, I really didn't know who he was. One time I heard him teach on the radio, and, and then uh, God led me to go to his Bible school and uh, while I was there, I began to see what kind of a mantle this man carried as a prophetic teacher. And it didn't take long to recognize, like, wow, look, I, man, thank God I'm under this ministry, and I'm being taught under this ministry. Lord, thank you for leading me here. And I'm drawn on everything I can get that's the gift in this person. Well, they did a teaching he did that I thought was remarkable on what makes up a New Covenant, New Testament church. Now, there's a lot of different ideas about what a New Testament church is or New Covenant church is. But he brought out four basic underlying principles that every church in the New Testament should be living in. Well, when I heard that, I put on my elephant ears and I went, okay, I, I have to really listen to this 
because I'm pastoring and I want to pastor a church that's a New Testament church. And so, I, and I, I, you know, as he's teaching, I put it to memory. And the four base state, one was that every New Testament church will teach the Word. Amen. They'll teach the Bible. Not get a, a some, I don't know, the book that has stories in it and they relate things from a story. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. No, it's we believe the Word of God. We preach. The New Testament church preaches and teaches the living Word of God. Secondly, is a New Testament church allows the Holy Spirit to have leadership. Amen. Now that'll knock out quite a few of them right there. To be a New Testament church. Are you all with me? So the words being taught, there's the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And number three, there are demonstrations of the Spirit of God. Are you hearing me? So they'll be different. I mean, there'll be times it'll be stronger, it'll be less. But overall, there's demonstrations within that local body. So now we found out the New Testament church is we preach the Word of God. We teach the Word of God. We allow the Spirit of God to give leadership. And then we have the element of uh, the power of God or the Spirit of God. There's demonstration that's happening within the congregation. Well, that's three, but he said four. That was three, but he said there's four that makes up a New Testament church. The Word of God's taught. There's leadership of the Holy Spirit. Huh? And what was number three? Y'all remember? Power of God. Demonstrations of the Spirit. Now, number four. You ready? The love of God is evident among the believers. Some of you ain't clapping. Isn't that awesome? The Word of God's taught. There's a leadership of the Holy Spirit. There's demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. And the love of God is evident among the believers. Yes. Now, go to John uh, 13. Let me show you something, 34, 35. I'm not going to teach you something you don't know. But I'm going to teach you something that's in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Are you all with me? So, you know, we want the Word of God to be taught. You know, the word, it's important to have, because the Word of God, it's a living Word, it's a powerful Word. Uh, the Bible says that God watches over His Word to perform it. That it says in uh, uh, 2 Thessalonians that uh, you receive the Word of God as it was not men, but as the Word of God, which is, is, and it works in you now as you believe. So Paul saying to the Thessalonians, we taught the Word to you, but you recognize it just wasn't a word of a man, that it really was, and it truly is, the Word of God. The Bible talks about that men wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And there's so many evidences about the Bible and how God watches over that word. They exist just alone. We can just look at the prophecies of Jesus Christ, that when he was crucified, he was pierced, that not a bone was broken in his body, that they threw dice over his clothing. And that was in Old Covenant. That was, that was 400 years before Christ ever came on the scene. And that's just three prophecies out of many prophecies about Christ. And on the cross, listen, in John 19, it said there that they broke, the, he was uh, 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 crucified with the two thieves. Their legs were broken, but not his. 
that fell with prophecy. Number two, after he was dead, uh, Romans throws his spear into his side and he leaked out what? Uh, uh, he shed, shed or blood and water and he was pierced in the side. None of the others were pierced in the side. And then he's on the cross and they are now throwing dice over what garment they're going to get. Three prophecies said 400 years ago that now, does, now that has now is manifested, come about in the future by Jesus Christ. Now that's alone enough to believe in Christ. And, and I love what Josh McDowell said. Jesus Christ, liar, lunatic, or Lord, and it demands your verdict. I love it. What is it? Is he a lunatic? Then go on and live in the world. Is he a liar? Go on, live in the world. Eat drunk, be merry, die, and skip out on heaven. Go ahead. But if he's Lord, we better do something about it. If that's the verdict, and it is the verdict, and he is Lord. Are you hearing me? Yeah, those, they, for those prophecies to come to pass to be like one of tree and tree and tree and tree and that even just remotely begin to happen. And then through that we become, we receive this born again experience. I am a new creature. It is the word of God according to Colossians chapter 1. It's the word of God that brings change. Everybody say change. change. The word of God brings change. The spirit of God brings change. And the change comes because I have been they made a new creation, a new creature in Christ. And to become a new creature, I had to say, you know what? God I repent of my sin that's a word we don't hear anymore repent and it's not a bad word actually it's a good word repent means okay I'm making a turnaround in my thinking I'm going to turn from sin I'm going to turn to God and the Bible says and in Acts the apostle Paul said that we taught the word to open their eyes to see to deliver them out of darkness into his marvelous light that I could be forgiven of my sin and separated unto God so I'm now in God's family I'm a new creation in him and the word of God opened my eyes to see Oh my God, I've been living in darkness all this time thinking I'm having a good time and life is getting worse and worse, more miserable and more miserable. And now there's one person to turn to and he can change it. Has anyone ever gone this direction? But when you received Christ, it brought so much change, it helped you to go that direction. Yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. I'm one of them. I, I'm the guy that wanted to kill himself. I'm the guy who drove a car like a maniac, hoping I'm tired of life, man. I'm over this thing. I just think I want to die. And you know what? I did die. I did commit suicide. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ Jesus living in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And the best decision I ever made was die. Die. Die! And listen, if you've been contemplating suicide, if life has been so difficult for you that it's like, I don't want to wake up another day. I don't want to live another hour. I just would rather be dead. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how to commit suicide. Come to the cross of Calvary. Come to Christ and be died and be resurrected in Him. Commit suicide in Christ. Let him give you back hope. Hope. Let him give back hope because he's a master of change. 
Boy, is he a master of change. Not does he make you a new creature, but he wants us to renew our mind to what the Bible says. My Bible is my GPS in life. And I'm amazed at the Christians that treat the Word of God, the Bible, so lightly that they don't even read it. Or if they do, they pull out one little thing. And when they have, they're not using their Bible as a guide to help in their decisions. Christians. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you. How many of you are reading your Bible? Now, I wasn't asking for hands. <laughs> but see, listen, you shall know the truth. You shall know the truth. And Jesus said, thy word is truth, O God. Your word's truth. So there is truth, there is absolute truth. Not the truth that, you know, you think what's good to you and I think what's good to me. That's not absolute truth. That's my truth and not being your truth. You know, man, I, I need some money. You drop your billfold. I saw you drop your billfold. I can tell you, man, you drop your billfold. But I'm going to pick a bill going, man, wow, that's good for me. But it wasn't right to him. That's not absolute truth. This is absolute truth. And Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And they came out written on this page. And so if I want to be free, I need to know the truth. And if I knew this had my freedom, man, you think I'd read this thing? Y'all got me wound up. Now, I, I want to say something. I, I, I love you all, man. I don't know all of you, but I love you. And, and I want you reached for Christ. And, and, you know, you see a New Testament church. And as a New Testament church, we need to really sure be sure that we're yielded to, compelled by, and operating in this love of God. Because it's got to be evident among the believers. I mean, you know, there, there could be maybe people became saved. They begin to go to the church. And there be, you know, church, church. <laughs> and they start to grow. Then they see two Christians, two brothers in Christ, argue. Almost to fist throwing. Now, what do you think that's going to do to that little believer? Brand new believer. What do you think that's going to do? It could offend him. Or he sees that and he's out. Because he didn't see the love of God evident among the believers. Wow. Now there's four things in the New Testament church. Word of God's taught. We're led by the Spirit. Demonstrate the Spirit. But the love of God is evident among the believers. And now in John 13, Jesus said in verse 34 35, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Right. You know, Jesus didn't say, you know, if you want to. I suggest. I command you to love one another. As I have loved you that you love one another. Now look, verse 35 is just so remarkable. By this all will know you're my disciples by the anointing in your services. All will know you're my disciples by the miracles you're able to do in my name. All will know that you're my disciples by the mighty power present. How will the world, how will those out there know that you are God's disciple? Your love. Your love for one another. So we, I just want to encourage you to check up on our love walk. Right. How's, your, how's your love walk? Right. 
Are you sweet? Are you ugly? Let's check up on it. Now, my, my love walk is getting better and better and better, but it gets challenged sometimes where I get out of the love of God and I recognize it and I go, Lord, why, wow, that wasn't too good right there. I got out of the love of God, so I'm just going to repent. Get right back into right, your light again. Right, get right good. back into the love of God again. And start walking out that love. Now, I want to show, this is the thought that God gave to me. It's in John 14. Go there, John 14. I'll give you this story, and I'm just going to share how you can experience God one way from the Bible how you can have an experience with God. You know, when you hear Ginger Minner, she has these really cool, neat experiences. You know, I just love hearing her stories. We're eating lunch. I go, tell me stories, man. I just, she's loaded with stories. Love the stories. She gave one story where this one man was in the hospital, and she was saying, I just want you to know, you know they had double beds, and on the one side was a man with dementia and just wasn't really there, and I think even had some illness, if I understand your story right. And the one man was there, and uh, she said, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, you're not, gonna, you're not going to hell on my watch. I just love how she, you're not going to hell on my watch. You're going to pray this prayer. You got me. You're praying this prayer, and you're going to go to heaven. Are you with me? I mean, what's the guy going to say? So he prays a prayer of salvation, and, and Ginger said, the glory of God, the hev heaven itself came down in that room. A glorious salvation for this man. And was it a week or two weeks later, Ginger? The next day. The next day. <laughs> the next day, the wife comes to get the man because he was not in dementia and he was healed by the power of God and she took him home. <laughs> what a story. But the one that got saved died. And the one that got saved, he passed and died. Right. But, but he died going to heaven. Yes. And her whole point was, look, what, that's what's in salvation. Salvation includes all those things. It includes healing. It includes deliverance. So imagine heaven showed up. The man's, not, the, man, the man's mind's not even there. And it gets changed. Thank God for the gospel. Right? Now, I want, I want to show you. Now, what happened was, and I've shared this story here before way back. Uh, I was going to go to San Antonio, Texas, and I was praying. Lord, I'm pastoring. I'm going to miss a Sunday. Should I go? Should I not go? You know, what's your story? Lord said, go ahead and go. I'll take care of it, meaning the finances. I didn't have the finances to go. Go ahead. I'll take care of it, the finances. And he did do that. And he said, and I want you to tell them. Now, listen. He says, I want you to tell them how to have an ultimate experience with me. That's what he told me. I go, God, I'm not the speaker. I'm just invited to go. I mean, they're speakers, but I'm not the speaker. God, I'm just invited to go. So, you know, I'm going to go. And I tell you what, God, if this, if this is what you want me to do, you'll need to open the door. You open the door, and I'll do that. So prayer session was closed, and then I started thinking. Well, how do we have an ultimate experience with God? I didn't know. Well, how many know if you're going to preach something, you ought to know something about it? I didn't know the answer. So I, I went back to prayer. I go, God, you know, I, I've got a problem. <laughs> You know, if you open that door, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to teach. I mean, how do we have an ultimate experience with you? And the Lord said, John 14, 21. I didn't even know what was in 14, 21. So here's what it says. 
For he who has my commandments, now in the new covenant, that's the commandment of love. Everyone say, the commandment, the commandment. of love. So he who has my commandments and keeps them. So it's not that I can quote it. It's not that I can just say it. I can say it. I can quote it. But I'm doing it. Right. I'm keeping it. Right. Now it doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect. I step out. I can step right back in. Are you all with me? Yeah. All right. So it says he who has my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. Now watch this. And I will love him and manifest or reveal myself. Make myself known to him who? Now, him who? That does what? What does it say? Those who what? His commandments. It's a simple answer. It's, it's, it's not deep. Come on, guys. If I, if I love God, if I'll love the commandment of God, and if I'll do the commandment, if I'll love it, and dear must say love and do, if I love and do that commandment, the Bible says, God says, I will make myself known to you. I'll manifest. I'll reveal myself. I'll make myself known to you. And you're how the people going like, they have this experience, that experience, this experience. You're sitting there going, I ain't had nothing. Well, there could be a reason. Isn't that true? There could be a reason. Because if we have the commandment of God, love and we keep that commandment by the Holy Ghost, by the Spirit of God, it's, God says, I'm going to make myself known to you. I'm going to reveal myself to you. I'm going to manifest myself to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm speaking this by God. This, this is the word for the moment right here. It's not the other five I thought I had. <laughs> It's the love of God. You know, you know what I sensed last night? The love of God. Amen. Powerfully. I watched you all over here hugging on one another, loving on one another. Huggy, lovey, lovey, hug. Over there, they're huggy, lovey, lovey, hug. Everybody lovey, huggy, loving on. And I'm sitting there going, that's the love of God in manifestation. It's the, tr it's the truth. It, when, listen, when you get so full of God, you become so full of love, you can't help but love somebody. I remember when I was, you know, teaching, and one, you know, his, a, a kid and, and his girlfriend, they came off the streets of Texas. They were involved in heroin. They were, they were going to, to learn, Bible school to learn. You know, his name was Dan. I'll never forget it. And, and I could look at Dan, and Dan was so full of God. He would just, he just, he, he just, he just do this, you know, and he'd look. And he'd get over, he'd give me a beeline, and he goes, Rev, they call me, Rev. Go, Rev, I just love you, man. I just love you, man. And I knew what was going on. He was so full of God, it made the love of God, it made him love someone else in the family. That was the love of God, evidence among believers. And that's what it does. And I sensed that last night, the love of God. This morning, same thing, the, the, same, the same presence of the love of God. And the love of God can be transferred. I used to do it all the time. I got away from that habit. I should get back. I used to get people, and I used to just hug on them, and I would just release the love of God. Just, ooh, just release the love of God on them. And they'd back up, and they just they would love. 
because, because they can sense the love of God in releasing what's in you into them. It's a powerful thing. The love of God is a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. So, so how much of a priority have we made it? The love of God. You know, the love of God is like a barrel of honey. You jump in it and get all sticky and it gets sticky on everybody else. Okay, I'll give you another one. The love of God's a hunter and he's on your trail. I want to close, I'll close with this story. There's so much to be said here, right? I want to close with this story. And I've shared this here before, but who knows, 20, 20 years ago, 25, I don't know. You know, John the Apostle, we're going back in the days he was still, he was the only one alive. All the apostles were dead, but the Apostle John was alive. So I get this bright idea and I call, I call the reverend over here and, Sister Pastor, and I go, hey, I got an idea. Let's get up a group, and let's, let's believe God. Let's, let's get a jet, and let's fly over to Jerusalem, and let's go see John. Because John, you know, he's in his latter years, and he's not going to be around too long. And that's the last apostle that ate with Christ, saw Christ, saw his miracles, was taught by Christ. And let's go over there, and let's talk to John, and let's ask him something. Well, then you all jump on board. We're all pumped. We're all excited. We fly over to Jerusalem, and we found out where John's living. We, we go there, and we go, hey, John, uh, man, I, I'm Dave Husky. This is Ginger, and this is Pastor and Sister Pastor, and this is all us from the river. <laughs> and we came on a very important mission, John, because we know that you walk with Jesus. You were taught by Jesus. And so we want to ask you something, John. Of all the revelations that Jesus ever taught, what is the revelation of revelations? And John just kind of squares his shoulders and sticks his chest out. His eyes sparkle. And he says, love ye one another. Okay. High, high five, Ginger. Well, woo, come on, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Woo, yeah, whoa. Five years later, and we hear the Apostle John, we know, man, he's on his last end. He's going to be leaving this earth really soon. So I get this bright idea. Let's get the whole church, let's go back. And let's see John, because he's the last apostle that talked about Christ. And let's get back there and let's find out the revelation of all. See, it didn't stick. Let's go back. So we go, hey, John, it, hey, it, it's, it's ginger, it's Reverend Husky, and it's all from the river. And we came back and we wanted to see it because we got an important question, John. You know, come on, man, we know you're going to be pastor in a few days. We know that. And so we got to know, John, of all the revelations, of every revelation Jesus ever taught. Come on, John. We got to know the max biggie, the revelation of all revelations. And John on his staff. And he pushes up off his staff, but this time he ain't got a sparkle. He's got a fire in his eyes. From that apostolic authority. And he says, love ye one another. How good 
are we doing in the love of God? Let's do a checkup. The Word's being taught. There's the leadership of the Holy Spirit. There's demonstrations of miracles. And there, but we just want to raise the bar on the love of God is evident among our family. That when someone comes in, they'll go, man, man, there's something in this place. Man, I don't know what it is, but I've never sensed anything like this in my life. What? And they begin to say, man, it's, it's the love of God. They're loving on God. They're loving on each other. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. And the world will know that you're really his disciple. Because we caught the revelation of all revelations. And that's the commandment that I'm going to love God. I'm going to love you. I'm going to keep that commandment. And the Bible says God will reveal himself, manifest himself to you. So that is how we have an ultimate experience with God. You know, now let me finish the story. I went to San Antonio, huge church, two, 3,000 people, just a great atmosphere. And he said, well, we got a pastor from Taos over here visiting and all that. Maybe I could share a few words. So I knew I had one minute, shared a few things, quoted John 14, 20, sitting down. He said, you know what? We got a Saturday open. Maybe the pastor like could teach on a Saturday. I go, I'd love to. He says, done. You're the speaker on Saturday. You know what I taught on? John 14, 21. And you know what happened? Just like right now. The love of God became manifested in presence. It's here now. The love of God became manifested. So you can be loved on by the love of God. You can love on others by the love of God. And let it have its place. And make it a priority. And you know what God says? Oh, man, I, I'm going to make myself known to you. You know, you, know you, you had someone get ugly to you, but you responded back with the love of God. I'm going to reveal myself to you. You know, someone didn't understand you, but you just decided to yield and operate in the love of God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to reveal myself to you. I'm going to make myself known to you. That's the power of the revelation of the love of God. God help us to live in it. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for me, please? The greatest demonstration of love that I know, and Pastor quoted it, while I was yet a sinner, God demonstrated his loves towards me. And while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. You know, we go through things that are horrible. People make choices that are selfish and they bring pain and hurt in our life. But God has a way of mending and healing those things in a very powerful way. And so when I take what I've gone through to the backdrop of the cross, nothing can get rid of the cross. Nothing. That was God's demonstration of love to me. Does God love you? Just look at the cross. The cross was for everyone. And so I would like to give you an opportunity to receive that love of God. 
For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have, now imagine this, everlasting life with the Father God. Listen, you would make my Sunday if you're here and you're not, you're just like, you know, I'm not born again, I'm not saved. Or really, I'm not even sure I'd make it to heaven. I just don't know. You would make, make my Sunday. I mean, everything that happens has been awesome. But you would make this day, for, for me anyway. And the Bible says that all the angels rejoice over one person that comes to repentance. Heaven will throw a party because you just became saved. So here's my question to you. If you were to die at this moment, do you know without a shadow of a doubt that you would make it important question? Do you know that? If you were to die right now, do you know for a surety without doubt that you would make it to heaven? Now, if I were to die now, I know I would make it to heaven. I know that because of Christ. So if you're here, you being here right now, if you're not sure that you would make it to heaven, either like Reverend Husky, I, I don't believe I'm saved. Or I'm backslid. I'm so away from a God, I, I just I, I lost the assurance of my salvation. And I don't want to live there anymore. I don't want to be backslid. I, I don't want to be unsaved. I want this love that you're talking about. I want to experience it. I want Christ. If that is you, will you please very boldly for me that I can pray with you. Will you raise your hand, please? Anyone? Raise your hand. Oh, God bless you all. Thank you. Oh, so glad you came. That's awesome. Thank you. Ma'am, awesome. Great. Awesome. We're going to pray in a moment. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Huh? Was there somebody else? Because I might have missed If you raise your hand, raise it back up. I might have missed it. Oh, right. Thank God bless you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Both of you, great. You can put your hands down. Thank you. I would have missed that. Thank you. Anybody else? And now remember, if you were to die right now, you know you'd make it to heaven? Because if you don't, you need to change it. So I'm going to ask one more time. I won't ask again. Last time I'm going to ask. I don't beg for salvation. I don't beg. If you want or you don't. I don't beg. I don't do it. Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't beg. Either you want or you don't. So if you want it and you didn't raise your hand, but you should have, here's your opportunity. Right now you're like, Reverend Husky, I didn't raise my hand, but man, I, I don't know I'd make it to heaven. And I do want to know I'd make it to heaven. I want to come back to God. I want to come back from my backslidden state. Or I am not saved. I want to be born again. You didn't raise your hand, but you should have. Will you please do that now? Thank you, young man. Thank you, young man. God bless you, lady. God bless you, sir. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Young man, in a second, we're going to pray. Anybody else? Okay. Now, those of you that raised your hand, I'm going to do exactly what I said. I'm going to pray for you. And those of you that raised your hand, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be bold because the Bible says you need to confess before men and Christ will confess you before the Father. So those of you that raised your hand, I want you to be very bold and I want you to stand up and come right here where I can pray for you, please. 
Do it boldly. Do it boldly. Yeah, yeah, give him a hand. This is big. Praise the Lord. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you, man. God bless you. Are y'all a y'all couple married? You're married. Wow, wow, what a great thing to get saved together or come back to God together. That's awesome, y'all. That can really bring great change. God bless you. Thanks for, for raising your hand. Young man, you ready? Hi. Okay, we're going to pray in a second. God bless both of you. Y'all a couple? Married? Good, good. Praise God. And, and so now, are you becoming born again for the first time or you're coming back to God? Coming back. Coming back. Welcome home. Welcome home. It's the best place to be. I've been the other way. It ain't, it ain't good, man. It ain't good at all. So welcome back. Now, this couple right here, are you receiving Christ into your heart or are you coming back to God? First time. Wow. Oh, awesome. Ma'am, are you coming back to God or are you receiving Christ for the first time? You're coming back, sir. You're coming back. Coming back? You're coming back. Why to go? Welcome home. Way to go. A couple going to be safe first time. Race, you're coming back home. All right, so let's pray. Now, here, here's the deal when we pray. I must believe that Christ died for me and was resurrected. If you believe that, you're halfway there. All you have to do now is receive him as your Savior and your Lord. Now, please listen closely. God cannot lie. It's impossible. And God said, if you confess Jesus as Savior and Lord, you'll be saved. That's all you got to do. All right, Lord, I'm going to receive you as Savior and Lord. You'll be saved. God can't break his word. God keeps his word. It becomes true. And so those of you that are coming back to God, what I want you to do is, is commit your life to God that from this day forward, my highest desire is to please you, God. I want to please you more than me. It's important that you take that step. All right, now we're going to pray. And you want to, I want you to say it out loud, please. But let your words, you know, let your heart hook up to your words so it has meaning. Okay? You're getting ready to change your destiny. No hell, just heaven. You're changing your destiny with one decision. Can you imagine that? That powerful? That's powerful. And those are coming back. You're changing. You're getting out of death into life by one decision. So, church, I want to invite you to pray with me, please. Let's all pray, and I want you all to pray this with me. Father, Father I believe. With all, my heart, with all my heart, your son Jesus, your son Jesus died, for me, died for me, shed his blood for me, shed his blood for me that I could be, be saved. So Lord Jesus, so Lord Jesus I, know you're alive. I know you're alive. You're hearing my prayer right now. And I surrender my life. I surrender my heart totally to you. I now receive you. As Lord, as master, as leader over my life. Sit on the throne of my heart. I receive that now in Jesus' name. Now, just receive it. It's so simple. You just receive it. And then God's Spirit comes in to your spirit and bears witness that you're a child of God. That's what will happen. 
Isn't God good? Now, for this couple right here, it's so awesome. Y'all are making, all of you are making my Sunday. But I'm going to ask you a question. You have to listen to your heart for this answer, not your head. You got to listen to your heart. If Christ were to come back right now at this moment, would you make it to heaven? What? Yes. Yes. Isn't that awesome? You See, you got the assurance of it. That's the power of the, the gospel, and it brings change. Isn't that awesome? Ma'am, you at peace with God? Yes. If Christ were to come back right now, do you know you'd make it to heaven? Good for you. Ma'am, you know you'd make it to heaven? Young man? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like your I love your. I love your attitude, man. Hey, guys, if you were to die right now, would you make it to heaven? And are you forgiven? Yeah, you are. Clean slate. Brand new start. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Y'all, bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Y'all can be seated. You did great. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, I got to give a bunch of stuff away. I forgot. Y'all, I'm going to get back. Well, you had a person in your church say, I'm going to give you some finances. Will you give some tapes away? So I'm going to give some tapes away. We got a bunch of it over there. Now, I'm going to throw these, so you better be ready. All right? I'm going to throw them, and so you just need to learn how to catch. It, do not let someone to get hit in the head, okay? Catch, 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 catch. And uh, all right. there you go. All right, here. now watch out. Here it comes. Oh, man. There we go. Oh, I like this. This is fun. This is fun, right? Oh, there you go, little girl. Give it. Oh, whoo, Jesus. Jesus, praise God. There you go. All right, cool. Isn't God good? You'll enjoy those. That'll be fun. God bless the person that just did that for you. That was the love of God evident among the believers. Amen. God bless everybody. Thank you, Dr. Husky. Great, great, great message. Listen, we need you to continue with us. And uh, we're not going to open up the altar for prayer, but we'll fellowship together. All of our leaders would be, will be out there. If you need prayer for anything, just please personally come up to me. And also, raise your hand if you have kids. Okay. You, 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 raise your hands, you, 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 and you, 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 you. We have jumpies out there. And you are responsible for your own kids. And if I see you put your kids in a bouncy thing and walk away and want prayer from me, I'm going to lay hands on you like you lay hands on your kids. Don't make anything more important than the safety of your kids. We have nobody manding those things out there. So I command you in the name of Jesus, and I commission you and deputize you to take care of your own kids. Jesus' name. Okay, here we go. You, your family, all your friends are dismissed. And I will meet you next door for food. <laughs>